everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on the We Thrive podcast. My name is Casey Clark, and I'm your host, as well as the Chief Growth Officer of C. Clark Consulting. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Day and Nate. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, wow. Uh, yes, I'm, well, like I'm like you said, I'm Daya Nath, and I run the Success Partner. I am the CEO and the head coach of the Success Partner, and we are a professional coaching firm uh, specializing mainly in working with lawyers and law firms. So I'm what they call a recovering lawyer. I practiced law uh, for 16 years and switched over into professional coaching in 2018. So actually in two days, it'll be my uh, four-year anniversary. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So how did you get into coaching from being a recovering attorney? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, actually, there's kind of like two sides to that story. One was in working with people um, who needed legal services. Um, they would get out of their legal matter and then and then realize that they had made um, a series of choices that they could have made better. And so it's like, oh, you could only work with people sooner. And then on the flip side, my, my brothers and sisters in the practice um, sometimes need a little bit of work around the bedside manner, around the client development matters, and then also around work-life balance, like being happy in the profession, staying out of that burnout phase or getting back into the saddle after the burnout phase. So um, really decided to focus on focus on that in, in my coaching career. I love it. Definitely saw an opportunity and took it. Yes. I love that. So as you know, the name of our podcast is We Thrive. So what exactly does that word thrive mean to you? I love it. Thrive is sort of the juiciness of life. Um, Surviving, surviving, we can do. We've all seen us try to do it over the last couple of years, pivoting, um, living our lives, keeping our businesses afloat. Uh, um, and thriving is like that next level, that the icing on the cake, the, the actual spirit, the effervescence, the actual extra, extra stuff that really keeps us going and motivated. Yeah, I love how you say the icing on the cake. I'm a visual person, so I'm like, yes, it's just a little extra. <laughs> love that. So what obstacles have you personally or professionally faced when you've been trying to thrive? Mm -hmm. Gosh, in the last, well, in the last two years, um, I used to do a lot of in-person networking, speaking events were great uh, lead locators for me. And that got all turned on its ear back in spring of 2020. And so shifting completely into the virtual world, going to making lots and lots of connections online from going from in person to online. And it's just, um, first of all, I was doing way too much. And then I was doing too little. So striking that Goldilocks balance into how much time to spend online talking to people, how much time spending in the me time and getting outdoors and getting sunshine and then um, back with the follow through and the follow up and then the, the real life stuff. <laughs> so yes, finding that, finding that balance. Yeah, it. I feel like sometimes like, it almost feels like we're in like this 
time warped bubble. <laughs> it's like Groundhog Day over and over and over. So yeah, it's definitely important to, you know, put in that self-care and, and just like you said, kind of get back to the real stuff, the reality of things. So I like that. Awesome. So with the past four years that you've been in practice, what are some of the biggest resources that you've used? Oh, definitely my coaching network. Um, I'm a member of the International Coaching Federation. I uh, joined when I was doing my coach training and I'm still a very active member of uh, my DC Metro chapter. And we have our, our monthly meetings and our ongoing resources. I do my continuing education with them. And so not, and not just the, the minimums for my certification, just as much as possible. And let's see, additional resources, yeah, networking, ne networking with my, with coaches, networking with, um, of course, other business owners and entrepreneurs and, um, yeah, always professional development, a huge proponent of professional development. Yeah. So speaking of professional development, I'd love for you to take a moment and actually talk about what it takes to be a part of the International Coaching Federation and like how that certification looks. Cause I feel like so many people just don't understand exactly how ten intense that can be with the hours that are required. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So in order to be an associate certified coach, you have to have completed um, or the, or the track that I know the best is the one that I, that I did was to go to an approved training program. Uh, which was started with 60 hours of training. My program actually had 214 hours of training, but the 60 is the is the minimum for this particular path. Um, then you have 200 hours of coaching, and then you submit a recorded call and a recorded transcript, which is reviewed by the ICF board, and um, and then you you apply for the associate certified coach. And awesome. then you renew, when you renew, you can either renew at that level or you can go up a level. I'm shooting to go up a level prior to my renewal, uh, which will be a professional certified coach. And it is uh, it is quite a rigorous standard. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, definitely. I know when I was looking at that, I was like, this is a lot of hours. And then when, you know, you hear so many people go through it, like, it seems like a lot of hours, but as a coach, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it just flies by because you love the work that you're doing. You love kind of helping guide people through that journey, no matter, you know, what it is that you're helping them with. So time flies when you're having fun, right? <laughs> it does. Yes, indeed. So speaking of time flying, we will all get to a point at one time where people will be remembering us as something. So what kind of legacy do you want to leave and what exactly does legacy mean to you? Oh, a loaded question. Loaded question, loaded <laughs> question. Well, legacy is something that carries beyond you for generations. And um, I have a very strong passion for the arts um, and for animals. So I'm not exactly sure what that's gonna be yet. I hope I have a couple more years to work on that. Um, but something along something along that lines, um, I do participate in animal rescue locally, and um, I'm I'm very much into realistic art, um, so things that are comprised of nature, landscape, and human figure. 
So not sure yet how to combine those, but definitely something to to go into to future generations that way. Yeah, awesome. Do you uh, rescue a lot of animals and keep <laughs> them yourself? <laughs> I know some people are like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm fostering this dog, and then they end up keeping them. Yeah, foster is just another word for adopt, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> no, I would run out of space. I, I, I more like to help with fundraising and awareness and um just getting thing, getting the word out on social media and um, connecting people with foster organizations, uh, as well as, as putting on fundraisers and helping out when I can to raise money. Sounds like you definitely know your limitations and like don't want to test that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that at all. So as an entrepreneur, you're kind of coming up on that five-year market will be here before we know it. And, you know, a lot of people say, hey, if you made it through five years, you're doing good. So for those people who are just starting out in business, what kind of tips do you have for them? Putting one foot in front of the other. <laughs> Definitely. Um, getting advice. Um, don't take just one person's advice. Get a lot of advice. Uh, call out some of the naysayers and listen to listen to different points of view, listen to a lot of different points of view, talk to your potential customers and clients, listen to what it is that actually that they want and not what you think that they want. Um, perseverance, positive attitude, have a plan. <laughs> have a plan. And the list goes on, right? <laughs> it does, it does. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners that, you know, kind of popped up that you haven't shared so far? Um, gosh, I don't know. I could spend hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think having a great network, like the one that you're in and the one we've met in several times, um, getting out there, knowing your, knowing your people and, and building a good, a good tribe of folks that are supportive and we'll give you, we'll give you real feedback. We'll give you some stuff saying, Hey, you know, maybe you have to look at that a little bit harder before you, I don't know, invest in that pricey marketing plan. Like, I don't know, check on that. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely good to do your research. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there that, you know, will tell you what you want to hear, right? That's true. That is true. Yes, indeed. Well, I appreciate your time today. And how exactly can our listeners reach out to you should they want to talk to you about coaching? The easiest way to get me is on LinkedIn. Um, I'm very avid there in that network uh, or the success partner. That's T-H-E successpartner.net. I think if you go to .com, it will get to me because I own both of those. Uh, they should be linked up, but uh, LinkedIn is probably the easiest way. Okay, awesome. Well, again, I appreciate your time with us today. It's been a pleasure talking with you. And I'd also like to thank our music sponsor, Stephen Lamar Moore, who made the music for our podcast. So thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome.